When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's your long-lost girl, Jessie Mae. This is the Sharp Tongue Podcast. Thank you for listening. I appreciate your patience while I took a couple weeks off to handle dealing with my mom and filming my new show for Fle- <laughs> Netflix, Flex Nicks. <laughs> I obviously still am not rested. We had an amazing week, but before we get into that, first want to give a shout out to our sponsors this month. I've partnered up with Mudwater. If you guys have watched my Instagram or fans of my IG story, you've seen me talk about them. I found them on Instagram actually uh, a little over a year ago and it is my coffee alternative. Coffee gives me anxiety and panic attacks and all those things, especially if it's not quality and it just doesn't do the trick. And I started drinking Mudwater and I am a fan of it for many reasons. One, because I love mushrooms. And they're not the kind that'll trip you out, but they are the kind that fill you up from the inside out. They're medicinal mushrooms. It's lion's mane, cordyceps, chaga, reishi. They're so delicious. And it has a seventh of the caffeine that a cup of coffee has. So you get all the energy without all those terrible anxiety ridden jitters. No crash. No crash with this cup. You won't crash into the mud with mud water. Uh, The ingredients are just purposefully added there's turmeric which is an anti-inflammatory cinnamon helps suppress your sugar cravings there's cordyceps for your physical performance chaga and reishi are great for immunity and stress and lion mane lion's mane for focus this i highly recommend we're giving 15 percent off your order use code sharp tongue at the checkout it's organic for all of you out there organic it's vegan and it's gluten-free, all of the triggering words in LA. (laughs) If you want to get some recipes, some dope recipes as to what you can make with the mud water, because there's different ways you can use it. You can drink it. You can do it hot. You can do it cold. You can put it in a smoothie, put it into some baked goods, a whole bunch of fun stuff. Go to mudwater.com forward slash sharp tongue. Don't forget to use that promo code sharp tongue for 15% off. I love this stuff. I don't doubt that you guys will love it. And especially the masala chai is good for this time of year. It's got a nice fall flavor. I love it. Mudwater.com forward slash sharp tongue. And that's M-U-D-W-T-R. M-U-D-W-T-R. Yes, I can spell. Code sharp tongue for 15% off because I love you guys. I appreciate your support. Also go to the YouTube page, subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Jessie Mae Peluso. I, you guys know I have my cameos. So if you want me to make you a custom video, you can book me on Cameo. Just get the app, go to Cameo, search my name, and you just book me right on the app and I can make you a custom video for someone in your life. I've done breakups. I've done makeups. I've done births, birthdays, shout outs to supportive loved ones and yelling at bosses. So whatever you need, I've got it for you. And this episode today, 
I was going to have a guest on, but I also realized I've been gone for a couple weeks and felt like I needed to let you guys know what's been going on in my life, where I've been and what I've been up to. If I sound exhausted, it's because I am, but I wanted to chat and let you know what was going on and just give you a little bit of insider information to my life, which I feel like I give a lot of. So here's some more of that. And I appreciate Jesus. I need a nap. Just listen to the fucking episode. (laughs) I am a hot mess. A hot mess. This episode is me. A little bit of Dr. Peluso. We're going to answer some fan phone calls. And essentially, I'm giving you a mom update as well. So thank you ahead of time for listening, subscribing, and sharing the podcast. It means the world. I honestly you guys have kept me sane during this really difficult time, whether you realize that or not, whether I can get all to back to all of your messages or not, they are received. And I feel so grateful for you fuckers. And now you can feel grateful for me because I'm going to give you all the advice for free. You, you should really be thanking me now that I think of it. I feel like I want some thank you notes. Enjoy the episode. Sharp tongue podcast. Beep, 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 You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie. Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy how hard it is to make it in this biz i'm a fucking professional i talk about my dog sometimes each week it's something different sometimes i have a guest host sometimes it's gonna be a movie companion episode sometimes i just ramble about the bullshit i dealt with the week before you never know what you're gonna get it's raw uncut and funny it's me i appreciate that you guys have been wondering where i've been for the past couple weeks i have been through a lot you know, life gets, life gets difficult sometimes. And sometimes you just got to like take a step back and, and recalibrate and you have to focus your energy in a way so that you can be available to your responsibilities and available to your commitments. And so first of all, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading and subscribing and all of the things I I feel really fortunate to be able to have this platform and I don't take it for granted. That being said, you can all go fuck yourselves. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I, I just got done recording or filming a Netflix show. That's why my voice is kind of gone. I'm a, I'm a singer. It was a, it was a show about me being a singer. No, it was a, a show about tattoos. I can't really show you all my tattoos right now because of the show, but Hey, you know what? I'll take my hair down and maybe that'll be a distraction. We filmed this amazing show with the executive producers from Ink Master and had a a bunch of enormously and immensely talented tattoo artists I hosted. And it was such an amazing experience, a COVID-friendly, COVID-safe set, I should say, not COVID-friendly because that would mean we all have COVID. But no, it was a a closed set as they call it, where everyone got COVID tested. I had people come into my house to COVID test me. I, swabs were going up my nose every day. And it was, 
it was quite the fiasco, but it was done really well. I, I feel like I made new friends for life. These people were amazing and, um, it, it made me, it opened my eyes to the world of tattooing. Like I knew about tattoos and the, the world a little bit, but the business side of it is, is it's a grind kind of like how, you know, you sort of have to, uh, spread your wings the way I have in my career where I'm doing podcasting and you do different shows and you do tapings like with Netflix and then you go on the road and you start merchandising and they, they're all doing that sort of thing. You know, they have shops and merch and they're, they're starting to spread their wings as far as like other business ventures that they're getting into. So it was just, it was really dope to be on a show that featured an industry that I have always been interested in and to learn about that side, to learn about the different sides of it. So it was so much fun. And our rap, like our rap party, we rented out this sushi restaurant and we, you know, who doesn't fucking love sushi? First of all, it's on, whenever I'm like hungover, I'm like, I want sushi. Or if I'm like, (laughs) if I want, if I'm feeling like I want to be fancy, I want sushi. And when we were done, like if I'm tired, you know, and I just want something delicious, like I worked all day, I want sushi. So we got, we rented out this sushi place, 10, shout out to 10 in Irvine. Oh shit. Shout out to 10 in Irvine. (laughs) My fucking, (laughs) my freaking audio went back on. I'm sorry, guys. We're going to get this all working. I swear to God. I, I, um. We, we rented out this sushi restaurant that was just so delicious. And I was like, man, I don't know if this is going to be like a party party if we're just going to chill. Then, then we were doing shrooms until 6 a.m. I was like, okay. We went out with a banger. Literally. Um, I was wrapped up like a tortilla, like a burrito until 6 a.m. I was so stoned. Uh just I'm still recuperating (laughs) if you're listening to this and you want to see the the remnants of me being up for 24 hours straight because we filmed we had like 13 hour days that we filmed and the last day was no exception you know it was a emotional day because it was our last shoot day and it was an exhausting day because of the hours and then to, you know, wrap it all up and want to have like some sort of soiree. We were like, fuck it. Let's get, let's get some hotel rooms. I mean, we already had hotel rooms. Let's get a couple more. So one of the EPs was nice enough to block off a couple rooms so we could be loud and not bother people. And then we were like, well, let's continue this party and let's just do some shrooms. We were all shrooming. We shroomed so, so hard and I, I was filled with an, just an overwhelming sense of love and also filled with shrooms, which led me to be filled with love. And then, um, I, I, I don't know why I was wrapped. I got wrapped up like a baby. <laughs> Let me see if I can find the fucking photo. If I can find this photo, I will put it up. I've got it. So I'll, I'll have it be inserted right here and you guys will see 
Let's see what side. This side? Look, wait. Look at me. Look at me. I look ridiculous. And then Rose, who's one of the tattoo artists, said that I looked like this creature from some movie. So she sent that photo. And I was like, okay. So I just looked like a, a witch in a in a in a hoodie. <laughs> it was a long, long couple of weeks. And I'm also exhausted because well beyond before I get into that, I like I wanna thank all of the 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 crew, um the production company. We worked with an amazing production company, Kevin Bartell was just so, so gracious. And all of the tattoo artists, we had Tommy Montoya, we had Twig Sparks, Rose Hardy, Matt um, Beckenrich, we had um, Miriam Lupini, and did I say Twig Sparks? Yeah. We had all of those amazing artists, and I'll, I'll make sure you guys connect with them. There's Some of them are in Florida, some are in Los Angeles and New York, so if you want to get tattooed, I highly recommend them. Their artwork is outstanding. They're booked up. They're the type of people who have like a two-year waiting list, but take it from somebody with some shitty tattoos. Wait the time to find the right artist because it's it saves you time. It saves you money, and you might as well get it, get it done right the first time. Man, my tattoos, I have... We'll get into that in another episode, but just some tattoos like I, I maybe I should have just googled my motherfucker just google a little bit it's all you got to do aside from that before I get into my mom's stuff I am going to be doing a couple Dr. Peluso questions that I didn't get to because of missed episodes so those will come up on this episode and I'm also going to feature a couple voicemails that I think I got during the time I had told you guys something was going on with my mom so all that considered. So my mom stuff. So yeah, my mom, um, it was, it, she's, she's not out of the weeds. She had a whole bunch of things sort of happen after this one initial thing occurred. She wasn't feeling good this summer and without going into too much detail, because I obviously am protective of my family and I don't feel the need to broadcast it so much. She wasn't feeling good this summer for a few months and her digestion was off and her energy and she, her, like her digestive system, her gut, her belly just was off. Carlin, can you take your bones someplace else, please? Just Carlin is, I'm right here trying to discuss what's going on with my mom and it's like, <laughs> so she wasn't feeling good for months leading up to this one particular night and it turned out this, I think a couple Fridays ago, she just was in, in extreme pain, like immense, immense pain. And she went to get that taken care of. They said that she had a twisted colon, that she had to have emergency surgery because it was a 50-50 shot for people to live with that particular type of surgery, especially in her age range and all of the other pre-existing situations that were going on with her. So they had to take care of it. So they prepped her for surgery immediately. And my mom is 72 years old. She'll be 73 this year. And um, while she was in the waiting room to go into surgery, the prep room, 
she went into cardiac arrest and luckily enough her boyfriend was with her and was in the room with her and able to see what was going on she just kind of slumped over and they had to defibrillate her she coded out and they had to defibrillate her three times and my mom's a little little woman she's a very petite woman and uh you know she's older so CPR and and when people are brought back by CPR it's a very it can be a very violent and traumatic event so they brought her back but she still had to go into surgery so she had to get sedated for surgery all while having endured this cardiac arrest so as you can imagine you know, I've spoken about a couple of her pre-existing issues, but just because I am a firm believer in spreading information, it's not an ex- it's not an exploitation. It's me. My goal is to spread information and experience so that if anybody else goes through it, that maybe this could help avoid some scenarios. She has COPD, which is a lung disease. She has in the past had uh you know, symptoms of emphysema. She has lupus. She's also, like I said, a very petite woman and thin and not necessarily frail, but on teetering on that type of body type. So she, there was like, it was 24, 48 hours of my sister and I not knowing if we were going to have a mom. So that was right in the middle of my production that was right in the middle of me filming for Netflix and I was like ah is this real life is this real life that's what it just felt like you know it's like one of the selfishly I'm like this is one of the most amazing experiences and opportunities of my career you know one of my more exciting gigs that I've had and here's the woman that my woman the most important woman in my life experiencing the most difficult trauma she's ever had so it was just I felt like I obviously I was like I need to go see I need to get to her because we didn't know what was going to happen I was like I have to get to her and they were Netflix and the production company and everybody was so so supportive you guys don't understand that like in this industry the amount of support I got is unprecedented. It's, it's, it just doesn't happen. Like the amount of understanding and like literally the executive of the product production company was like, I'll book your flights. I will help however I can. You must, you, you need to go home to your mom. So it just was, it was such an amazing experience. Um, I just, truly feel that everything aligned the way it did every and I, I I think things happen for a reason but had I been with any I, I just can't imagine being able to survive had I been with a different crew a different cast a different production company a different platform everybody was so fucking supportive and that's that's what got me through you know, I didn't have to make the, they didn't make me make a decision. They didn't make me, they didn't force me to choose 
one or the other. And you don't, you have to understand how, how wild that is because this time we're in, it's really hard for production to go through because the COVID regulations and restrictions and protocol for production right now is so strict everyone had masks on set. We had nurses on set testing us every day or whatever the requirements were. We had questionnaires to fill out. We couldn't go anywhere. We had a quarantine. You know, we, we had very specific, a specific COVID code of conduct. You're welcome for that literation to follow in order to get this done, this production done. So all of that being considered, they still were supportive. They, they were willing to do whatever it took to get me what I needed and, and take care of my family. So this whole experience just, it changed me. It's just a show. Um, look at me getting all squiggly in my chair because I'm getting emotional. Um, it just let me know that it's okay to rely on people and it it made it changed me because it made me it filled my heart like even though my mom is still struggling to have that amount of support i know this is supposed to be a fucking comedy podcast <laughs> I've been holding it together, trying to hold it together. You know, I went through this two years ago with my dad and that was hard enough. And my mom has been such a supportive, important person in my life that to be faced with almost losing her with these new people in my life feeling completely supported was the only thing that kept me from breaking down. And this isn't a breakdown. This is like appreciation. This is gratitude. This is me realizing how fortunate I am. And not only that, um, am I screaming now? (laughs) I can't hear through my tears. Um, not only that, like just knowing my value, like Netflix totally supporting me and making me feel that I am important to the project and that they value what I was doing and all of it was just a beautiful experience and my mom like I said she's not out of the weeds but she is so strong and healing I keep my sister and I keep repeating that to each other every day you know, it's hard to have a positive mindset. I I know how exhausting it is. And you guys always comment to me about my positive mindset. It doesn't mean that I don't feel things, but it takes a lot to continue to believe and have faith. And I, I believed and I have faith. And I, I kept, I keep saying that. And I kept saying that during the production that my mom is strong. She's healing. She's strong. She's healing no matter what any, when anybody asked me, that was it. And that's why I asked you guys on my socials, please send out your energy. Please send out your positive vibes. I've, you know, I've been meditating every day, drinking my mud water. I got my, my mud water right here. (laughs) 
trying to not stress out coffee makes me too wild. So I've got my mud water to keep me level and feel, you know, like I'm, I'm managing my stress and it's just, so she's, she's not out of the the weeds or the woods, however you want to say it. Um, I think it's when you're in the weeds, when you're fucked. That's what we used to say when you were bartending. Like, we're in the weeds. So she's not out of the woods, which is, like, creepy. That's where creatures are. And there's, like, creatures in the woods trying to get us. So, yeah, she's not out of the woods. But the um, the doctors have – my sister was like, she's a miracle. And the doctors are like, no, your mom's unbelievable. Like, what she's already endured and how she's handling each day, your mother is is unbelievable. It's beyond a miracle at this point. So I truly believe that you guys helped – with that and, and being so supportive. And I don't know how many times I've said supportive, but probably too many times. I've probably overused supportive at this point. Carlin, how much of that are you going to eat? It's so loud. You probably are, are done with the word supportive. So we'll move on. Point of the matter with this whole recap is the, the production went amazing. We did have a little bit of a break so I could get home to my mom and visit her and see her. Um, but it was quick. And, you know, uh, I was able to finish the production. Nobody got sick on set, which was amazing. Everybody was healthy and, and taken care of. And I made new friends and I, I feel like it's a new, a beautiful new relationship with Netflix, which is very exciting. And I feel like a new person. I feel so much stronger, even though I'm crying like a fucking baby. I feel so much stronger. Carlin, can you bring that to your bed? Go in your bed. I, I just got Carlin back, so he's right on my dick. Uh, I gave him a bath, and, and now he's like, won't leave my side. So this motherfucker's chewing on his bone right underneath my damn podcast studio table like a maniac. Okay, Dr. Peluso was out of the office, but she's back in. And <laughs> she still has some tears in her face, but that's okay. Dr. Peluso's a person first, right? And a board uncertified doctor second. So let's answer some questions. M. Kirky31, no question, just wanted to send some positive thoughts from Mom and Nance. Listen, listen, all of your positivity is received. I may not see every single message, but if you send it, I receive it. So thank you so much. I will let my mom know. I told the doctor, you know, I had a phone call with the ICU neurologist and he was, you know, saying all of these terminology, all this word and medical jargon and, and all these things. And I was like, look, I know six of the 37 medical terms you used only because of Gray's Anatomy. But what I do know is that you guys are great and the one thing that's missing is some spirit. I need some fucking spirit surrounding my mom. I know there's machines beeping and bopping and there's medication and there's syringes and vials and pills and, you know, oxygen tanks and, and intubations and all the things that help keep someone alive. But spirit and faith and whatever you believe in, whatever that means to you, has to be there as well. And because of COVID, the the visiting hours are restricted to one person per day for only a four-hour time frame. So my sisters had to rotate with some family in Syracuse. So my mom isn't getting all of that spirit. 
And so the doctor, after he explained all of the things that my mother had endured and, and the, the, the struggles and, and what everything means and what, you know, a positive or like a realistic outcome was, which that day was not so great. He said, is there anything that you need from me? Because I was kind of, I wasn't being a bitch because he's obviously, he's doing everything he can. But I was contesting him a little bit because I just wasn't hearing a lot of spirit. And I know it's not his job. And I said, they go, I know it's not your job to provide the love. But I, if there's anything you can do to talk to your staff and your attendings, if there's anything, and that's only because I watched Grey's Anatomy. I know what an attending and a resident and medical student, all that, no big deal. Grey's Anatomy, McSteamy, hi, how are you? I'm available and single. Um, if there's any way you can let your staff know that we allow and, and request some more love in that room, just touching her, holding her hand, telling that, telling her that her daughters miss her and love her to the moon and back. How Whatever spirit means to you, if you can bring that into her room, I will be eternally indebted to you. And the next text I got was from my sister saying the doctor was in the room with mom holding her hand and talking to her. And my mom started to get better. And I'm not saying and attributing it just to the spirit, but you're fucking right. There is something there. How can there not be? We're born out of cosmic dust. How can love not be somewhat of a propeller, somewhat of a ignition in everything we do? I mean, essentially, everything we do is either for the for love or because of the lack of love in our life. Every single thing can be chopped down to that. I, I'm a firm believer of it. You're either driven by it or you're driven by the lack of love that you had in your life. So thank you, M. Kirky, for asking me about my mom. Hotel Alone Music. Do you ever play video games or have a favorite? You know, I don't play video games because it's I don't have any time. <laughs> I, I think if I had time, maybe I need to make time for video games. I don't even know what I would play. You guys should send me what you think I'd be good at, because you listen to me every week. You hear me talk. You know how I am. Email me what video games you think I should play. comedy at gmail.com. Send me some suggestions. Let me know what you think I should be playing, and uh, maybe I'll do like a, a live feed. I know they have Twitch and other platforms for that, but I think that would be a lot of fun. Also, BAM will be up and running again as well. We probably won't be doing it every week just because I plan on helping my mom rehab once she gets out of the ICU. So we are going to be doing BAM, but maybe like every other week. Send those movie suggestions to jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com. LCG. Hey, girl. No question. Just want to let you know your podcast episodes are awesome. Girl, thank you. If you haven't already, go on to iTunes and leave us a review. Let us know how you feel about us. And by us, I mean me and my three dogs and Stamos and his family and, and McSteamy and Brad Pitt. Let us all know. Casey Wah, are you doing okay? No. <laughs> you know what I have what I have um, decided is that in times like this, I say this to myself. I have a little bit of a, a mantra for difficult times. I'm okay. I'm not okay. And I can't even, I have it written down. I'm okay and I'm not. And I'm okay with that. So basically it's like, yeah, I'm okay, but I'm not okay. But I'm okay with that. And it it's just encapsulates 
feeling like sometimes good and sometimes not so good and that's fine. You don't need to be okay all the time. And sometimes we ask each other, how you doing? And we don't really want the real answer. It's just a societal standard. Well, I'll give you the real fucking answer whether you want it or not. Sometimes I'm not okay. Maybe I should just save it for this podcast. It's like (laughs) me just crying every week now. No, that's why I was, I, I couldn't record the past two weeks because it just was so difficult to muster up any sort of entertaining energy outside of what I already had committed to for Netflix. So that's why I was missing. I felt, I felt like I, it, I wanted to give you guys the podcast that you're used to listening to and that I didn't want to have to fake anything. But then again, I was like, you know what? This whole podcast is so I can be real and be uncensored. So I guess I should just podcast through the difficult times and the re- the real ones will be there. You know, you guys have been here since day one and I think I've kept it pretty fucking raw, a little too raw, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I felt like I had, I was at the bottom of my emotional barrel and I needed to preserve whatever extra fuel I had just to get through the day and to also show up for Netflix and to have a little bit extra for myself at the end of the day. And that's where I was. That's, that's, that's how and why I handled the past two weeks the way I did. Lamb381388. Does it make me weird to be genuinely intrigued by OnlyFans accounts? Weird? No. A typical human? Are you at, let me see if you're a dude. Let me look at you. Oh yeah. Wait. Uh, I can't tell if you're a dude. Oh, yeah, you're a dude. You're smoking something in your profile photo. It doesn't make you weird, but, like, it, you know, it. bitches are making money, and I'm not, I, I don't hate on it at all. You know, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do to get on OnlyFans. Am I going to podcast in a sports bra? Am I going to, uh, it, my my limits are to, like, a sports bra. I can't show my butthole. I just can't. And I'm not judging girls that do do that. Do do. I said do do. Get it? Because they're buttholes. I I have a friend who made like 30 G's in a month. And I was like, well, maybe I need to show my butthole. But then again, yeah, I talk about it too much to show it. I think it would be a lot. I think I f- it feels like I already show it by, the, by how much I talk about it. So maybe I should just save my butthole content for OnlyFans. But you won't see a butthole. Let me know your thoughts, you guys. Send me your messages. Let me know what you think about all that. If I should do an OnlyFans account and what I should put on there. Philium, Philly M7. I'll eat your poop. What? What? Why? Why would you ever do that? We're not there yet. And I'm not even talking about us. I'm talking about like as people. We're, we, we don't need to eat poop. We still have resources. Sir, I that I would question that. Maybe you're just being silly, but I also know there is like fecal fetish and it just rubs me the wrong way. I got to be honest. I don't know how I feel about the fecal fetish. I don't want you to eat my poop. I really don't. That's not something that I'm offering unless you'll pay for it on OnlyFans. So maybe that'll be maybe that'll be on the menu. Maybe we're going to be scooping my poop on on OnlyFans. We don't know. We don't know where this is going to go. 
Leon Vega Suarez. Period sex. Yay or nay? You know, I say yay. Why not? It kind of provides a little bit of lubrication. I know that's gross, but that's just the way life is. It provides a little bit of lubrication. Women tend to be horny on their period, depending on the day. Usually leading up to our periods, we are like... We just want to munch on on dicks all day. We just want to like like cookie monster cocks all afternoon, and then other days we want to murder you, and then during our period we we just want to be left the fuck alone. But there are a couple days where you're like, I need to be stuffed like a Thanksgiving turkey, and I don't care. I don't care who, how, why, when, or where. Just please someone stuff me like a Thanksgiving turkey. There should be an app stuffed where women can just have healthy, safe sex where a man can just show up and he's a gentleman and he makes us feel like we're also his girlfriend and then he stuffs us like a turkey, cleans up after himself, hangs up whatever was fell off the hook and puts his shoes away and like and, and then just leaves. Not without his shoes. He puts his shoes on. Like, I mean, like when he comes in, he's very neat. But then when he leaves, he takes his shoes off the neat place. He put place them upon, puts them on and just leaves. That's, that's, I, I want somebody to design the app for me. <laughs> Stuffed. A woman's way to get some, to, to get some D. Uh, Tiger GS 55. Do chill pills really exist? Yeah. They're called edibles. They're called, um, THC it's called you know even pills on the real there are certain adaptogens that you can take that will help relieve stress ashwagandha I take almost every single day it's it is helpful in managing your stress and and sort of keeping you kind of calm also reishi you should do you, you should get some mud water <laughs> Here I am just like chit-chat. And meanwhile, yeah, this has a whole bunch of adaptogens in it. Um, specifically, reishi and ashwagandha are amazing mushrooms that help relieve stress. And I use both of them regularly. Mud water has, and you guys heard it from the beginning of the podcast, but it's got lion's mane, cordyceps, chaga, reishi. And I think they also have, they're coming out with a, a sleepy blend that has a whole bunch of um, delicious ingredients in it that help you go to bed and help you like relax. So you can check that out. And the link will be on the podcast description and it's in the beginning and the end of this episode. So get your chill pill from Mudwater. It's delicious. Uh, sassy pants. Sex during a pandemic, cool or not? Here's the thing about sex during a pandemic, why you have to be careful. You have to be careful because A, you could get pregnant. And are you in a financial situation where that's okay? Are you fiscally fit enough to raise a child? Because I don't know if you've been in the streets, boo. I don't know if you've been out there in the streets, boo-boo. But it is thick with disparity and homelessness. So if you're going to have sex during a pandemic, be smart. Make sure you don't get pregnant. Make sure you uh, also just don't you know, just throw, throw all caution to the wind. Just be smart about it because you're either going to catch COVID or a child, a kid. You're going to get COVID or a kid. 
You don't want a COVID kid. So, so, so no, the answer is no. Devotion eight, hanging out with new boyfriend equals my butthole just clamps up and I'm super constipated. It's such a, the poop, the poop situation, the shit situation. When you're with somebody new as a woman, we want you guys to think we, ha- we don't poop and it's so hard. There's been so, so many scenarios where I have to shit and I'm with like a new guy and I just literally, I, I coerce and convince my body to take it back up the pooper shooter. Take it back up. This, you, you can't sit here. I'm like the little girl on Forrest Gump on the bus. Well, that's Jenny. I'm like all the mean kids. No, there was one mean girl. Can't sit here. Remember, I think there was a little mean bitch on Forrest Gump. Can't sit here. That's what I say to my poop when it tries to come out of my butt if I'm with a new dude. I know you guys think, oh, she's so cool. She doesn't care. She'll poop around anyone. No, no. But I know how to poop in a person's house without them even knowing it happened. Maybe I'll make a video, not like showing poop, but just showing you what to do if you get into a, a messy shit situation. So girl, listen, if you're hanging out with your boyfriend and you, you clamp up, you get super constipated. This is what I would recommend. I would recommend trying to poop before you see him and, and, and maybe also take my advice on how to poop while you're with him. There's a whole, look, you need, you need some good spray. I recommend poopery. It's, it works. You need, I'll just tell you because you, you, maybe you won't be able to find it. And if I put it up and I can't tag you and you guys need this information. One, you need some spray. Poopery works because you have to spray the bowl beforehand. It kind of coats the toilet bowl and it gets the farticles ready to be consumed by the smell. That's right. I said farticles, not particles. They are fart particles. So why waste time? Farticles is a more economic word. Two, you're going to want to line the bowl with toilet paper first. Let me repeat number two. Again, line the toilet bowl with with toilet paper first in the toilet, in the toilet, so that when you poop, it catches the poop and it almost wraps it up like a present and you can't even see it anymore. Also put toilet paper along the seat because he probably doesn't clean his seat because he's a boy. The third thing you're going to want to do is right before you poop, give her another spritz. Boop, little ch. Give her a little extra ch. Poop one more before you poop. Okay? Poop. As you, right as you feel you're about to poop, flush the toilet. Flush the toilet. Um, I forget what step, but it's about four or five steps now. Somewhere in there, if you feel like it because of the proximity of the bathroom to where he is, run the water. He probably knows what you're doing, but he's also probably considering the fact that he might get some of that punan and he's not even worried about it. Run the water just in case there's a little bit of noise. If you're shy about the water, I have an alternate. This is a little bit gross, but it's effective. So we have to pick and choose our battles. If you feel like it's going to be a vocal poop situation, if you feel like your butt's going to sound like a trumpet from Cuba, I want you to put toilet paper on your hand and I want you to put your hand where your butthole is and just you just you 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 you're shushing your butthole you're just applying a little bit of pressure so some air can come out and you're muffling it enough so that it doesn't make any noise you might want to try this step at home to perfect it so that when you're out in the field you're confident in your ability step number 62 you're going to want to flush the toilet and you better not clog the toilet because <laughs> if you clog the toilet, there's only one solution. You have to burn the bathroom. 
And I don't mean light a match. I mean, you have to set the bathroom on fire (laughs) because you will never, ever recover from that. So I hope you guys got all that. Make some notes. Get back at your girl. Let me know how it turns out. Okay, devotion. Let's see how devoted you are to that butthole. Karim, LOL1, does size matter? If yes, what's the average needed? Size matters, but much like men make certain concessions, women, we make concessions too. And the one area where we can't make a concession is if your penis doesn't fill our vagina. Now, I might be speaking out of turn here and and maybe not speaking for every woman, but I dated a guy once who was a beautiful man, very successful, um, just, you know, he was a doctor and dark hair, blue eyes. Like he looked like fucking Clark Kent. He was just a beautiful man. His, his penis was like a, it was like a, a an order of tuna nigiri. Now, if you're a sushi fan, sushi, tuna nigiri, it's just the tuna on the rice. And that's, I'm being generous. I'm being generous, but it literally was about this big hard and gone in 30 seconds like literally not even gone in 60 seconds he was gone in 30 seconds done that was it he was he wasn't even a minute man he couldn't even hold out to a minute and I tried I tried I tried I tried oh boy did I try to make that work tried so hard because he was uh you know a very successful person He was a plastic surgeon and I was like, hey, if somewhere down the line and my face starts to fall, this guy would be perfect. I know it's it's totally shallow and in all this, you know, all the things we kind of talk shit about men for, but women do it too. And also I was in my 20s and also I was thinking about my future. So is it a shallow or am I a really good planner? Am I thinking ahead? Do I have goals? You know, I think it's the latter. I think I'm just a bitch with a plan and I knew this man could help me achieve it. That teeny dick stood in the way. He didn't even stand in the way. He just kind of slumped over. It wasn't quite a stand as much as it was just a lean. And I had to let him go. But when it comes to, let's see what your question was. What's the average needed? That's dependent on the puss. Because I've also heard from men that vagina sizes vary from person to person too. Vagina vagina sizes kind of fluctuate. And, you know, for me... I, if I said I needed a large dick, then that's me just letting you know that I have an enormous vagina and I don't, I have a tilted cervix. I did get told that once I do have a tilted cervix. I I just imagined a ride at the state fair when she said tilted, tilted cervix. I I imagined the tilt to whirl and then I threw up in my mouth, but I like, it's, it's important for it to have a little bit of girth and a little bit of length, not too much, not too little. It's like, you know, it's a scenario where you just got to have just enough, but almost too much. Almost too much is perfect. But here's the thing. Beyond the size of the dick, it's who it's attached to and what you want out of your life. Because I can just have like a big dick and an asshole. And it's like, oh, well, this is just sex. And if I want just sex, perfect. But if I want something more, well, then sometimes we have to make concessions. And sometimes we have to, you know except a little bit of a smaller penis. Not that it's small. It's just that it's hard to get all your box checked. I'm not getting emotional. I'm burping. 
know why I have acid reflux talking about big dick. See, I, I'm not meant to have a big dick. Even my throat can't handle it. You know, when you go to an, like, go look for a house or an apartment, you know, what are your boxes? What are your requirements to walk through the door? Well, I want a yard. I want square footage and I want a washer, dryer and a, and a refrigerator. I want all the appliances. Same thing with relationships and people. You got to know what you're willing to walk away from and what you are not willing to walk away from. You got to set your standards and those standards should align. The physical standards should align with the personality and emotional standards, you know, because if you're just going after size and you get an asshole, well, you can't be mad. You didn't put out into the universe that you had other intentions for your relationship. So my requirements are from men to be your own, you know, own success. You've got your own career going. You are well-traveled. You're kind, compassionate, generous. You're thoughtful. You've cared for something other than yourself or someone other than yourself, whether that be a parent or, you know, not that I want you to come with a kid because I've already done that. And, and, you know, already it's a little bit murky, you know, but if you have a kid and you actually take care of them and show up, that might be a different situation, but you, we'd have to discuss it. Um, but the only, I guess I'll take that back back because I'm going to date Brad Pitt and he has 14 kids. So if you have a kid, that's great. But you have to make sure that all of the things you want, like, do you want a relationship? Do you want a fling? Do you want a friends with benefits scenario? Just make sure that you're aligning your desires with the size of the vagina or the dick. Does that make sense? Karim, LOL. Uh, let's see a couple more here. Um, is it possible? It's Rico. Is it possible to fart into, is it possible to fart info into another butthole. <laughs> Took me a second to read that. Uh, why would you want to? Uh, you know, I, I, again, I think this might just be a funny question. I think just to answer the question that it is possible. I think you probably could put a lot of things into another butthole, including secrets. You know, I know for a fact because of videos that Josh Wolf will not stop sending me that you can put a lot of stuff into buttholes and a lot of things come out of buttholes. And he sends those just unsolicited but can you fart into another butthole you know I don't know if you'd want to do that's very intimate a I feel like you'd be bonded for life and you want to make sure that that's something you want out of that person because I'm pretty sure a fart bonds but b I don't know if what the sanit sanitary guidelines are there like will your farticles hurt somebody else's butthole I'm gonna say no I'm gonna have to do a hard pass I think that there's gonna be some medical issues there I don't think your farticles should be in other, other people's holes. But then again, when you fly airplanes, you're swallowing people's farticles all the time. So maybe it's not as bad as we thought, because if it were, we'd have some COVID-like regulations about farticles and the air filtration system. So to, I'm a doctor, not a scientist. Some of these questions I just can't answer. Randy402, what's your mom's favorite? Oh, what's your favorite flower? P.S. Hope your mom is doing well. My favorite flower is a tiger lily and a moon gazer, and I have both of them tattooed on me. They're okay. The tattoo's not that great. It it could be better. You guys have probably seen it before. I'm going to show it on my OnlyFans account. It's funny. I asked my mom a whole bunch of her favorites, like what her favorite things are, and her favorite flower is a lily. So her and I share the same favorite flower, and I didn't know that. 
I thought for some reason that she liked a different flower. She has so many flowers at the house. She grows a lot. Has a green thumb. She has a green thumb and so do I, but mine's from weed. XX Draven Decays. How do I not fail math? Fuck math. Math is such a waste of time. Unless you're going to go into a career or industry where you're actually utilizing that skill. What a waste of time. What do you do with math? It doesn't make any sense. I failed math all throughout high school. I had a, te- a tutor, a teeter tutor t- <laughs> I had a tutor every single grade and it just never made sense to me. Never. I could never get it done right. I could never, I always failed. And that's the thing about the American education system. It's so standardized that it doesn't address individual learning, like the different learning curves that exist. You know, I'm a really smart person, but I'm really dumb in certain areas. So the education system sort of fails a lot of people because we all get this standardized equivalent of what the government thinks we should learn. And by the way, none of that shit permeates beyond school. We should be learning about finances. We should be learning about taxes. We should be learning about saving. We should be learning about investing. Also, how to grow our own garden. We should learn about Uh, A whole class just about female history, a whole class just about, you know, diversity and a whole class about the history of different cultures and respect of different cultures. And we should also have a class about like how to actually have sex, not what happens when we do because we don't always get blooming onions out of our assholes. Yeah. So basically they're teaching us to be abstinent and to fail in society. Oh, I wonder why they'd want us to be pregnant and dumb. Well, when I think of the people in the country who are more easily swayed by things going on, I think of dumb pregnant people. <laughs> and if you're one of them, I'm sorry, I love you, but you're you're probably being taken advantage of. That's why our education system is such a fucking failure. And if you can afford to send your kid to private school, lucky for you. How lucky for you. I was smart. You guys know I was school bus to a very smart school. But that was something that was provided. I was so smart. I was like powder. And what was that movie with with John Travolta where he could heal people like this? (laughs) Phenomenon. Remember that shit? I was like a mixture of powder and phenomenon. They sent me to this like special school. I was school bus. You guys know that. But beyond that, that school taught me the, I learned astronomy. I learned Greek mythology. Uh, I learned English literature, acting. Um, they we did science, actual science experiments. It was that that I was stimulated. Now the only thing that stimulates me is my vibrator, and it's just it's a travesty. It really is not the vibrator. It's great, but I mean the education system. The education system is like a broken vibrator, basically. But maybe we shouldn't talk about education and vibrators because kids are involved. But it was just an analogy, and I'm not saying anything other than that. So don't get fucking offended. <sighs> Let's see what else. What else we have here? M- Mongoose says, "Relax." Wow, what a name. Do I need to be a D-bag to find someone? Uh, do nice guys finish last? Do I need to be a D-bag to find someone? Didn't we have a question like this last week? Am I just redoing all the questions over? I never know because I have so much, so many photos on my phone. And uh, Debbie can only ho- handle so much of my work that I give her. So hopefully this isn't a repeat. If it is, fuck it. Do nice guys finish last? Do I need to be a D-bag to find someone? Mongoose says relax. No. 
nice guys only finish last with people who aren't ready to receive them. I think you should not be a douchebag. You should be who you are. And you should be who you are for you, not to attract another person. And it's really difficult, especially in the society where we feel like, you know, it's harder to find someone just because we're comparing ourselves to everybody on social media and maybe not feeling ourselves and having a hard time finding who we truly are because we keep comparing ourselves to people who we don't know. But nice guys don't finish last. Be a nice guy. Be who you are. You know who finishes First are people who are true to themselves and authentic and who are just completely comfortable in their own skin. They are, they, they, they just, they will not falter in providing every person with a consistent, consistent way of being like they're just themselves. They're cool and they're in their own skin. They're not, you know, these contrived sycophantic people who just want to impress other people to get something like that's the most important part is that you're your authentic self and sometimes it's hard to feel like our authentic self our authentic self because we're so inundated with so much technology and artificial lighting and tvs i firmly believe that the way to reconnect with yourself is to get back out to nature to do some shrooms Woo! I felt love, y'all. I felt so much love from my sh- shrooming out with the other um, tattoo artists. Shout out to Rose Hardy, Twiggy Sparks, Chris Nunez, um, Kevin Bartel, Miriam Lupini, Twig Sparks, Matt Breckenridge. All of them were amazing. We had so, so, so much fun. And... They all were their authentic selves. I was inspired by them. So I think it's important that we learn how to live as our authentic self. Learn how to be just completely bold. There's a quote by Robin Williams. You're only given a spark of madness. You mustn't lose it. It's just this this little drop in the bucket that we have on this time on earth. And you've got a little bit of madness in you let that fucker out let him out let her out let whoever it is out and be your full authentic self with no regrets with no apologies that's how I try to live I try to live as who I am authentically every single day with with just reckless abandon totally out there bold raw and real as real as I can be because that's when you start to attract the similar mindset that's when you start whatever you put out you start to attract so it's important to to figure out who you are and and you have to strip yourself down that's why I always talk about self-work and excavation and getting out there and getting some therapy and you know destigmatizing the word therapy because it doesn't just have to mean sitting in a chair in an armchair with some other person in an armchair crying it can be that but it can also be you know shrooms it can be microdosing it can be fucking switching from coffee to mud water it can be exercising and hiking and you know it can be surrounding yourself with with artists and people who have different mindsets you know people say I surround myself with like-minded people that's that's the most stagnant like 
limiting way to approach life. All the, all my friends in my life, anybody who I'm close with, we all have a difference of opinion in one area or more. And the more you surround yourself with people with varying opinions on life, the smarter you get, the more well-rounded you become and the more grateful and humble you become. So do what you need to do to find your authentic self and live that way boldly and to live, live it out loud and to not be afraid of what people think. Who gives a fuck? Because most people have a poor image of themselves. Why would you allow somebody who thinks badly about themselves to... <coughs> sorry. <coughs> COVID. <coughs> Choking. <laughs> Let me say that again. Why would you allow somebody who thinks badly of themselves to hurt how you feel about you? You're going to allow somebody who thinks badly about themselves, dictate how you feel about yourself. You're going to allow somebody who already has a poor opinion of themselves have a poor opinion about you and you're actually going to allow it to affect you. Don't waste your fucking time because there isn't a lot of time on this earth, you know, and I felt that for real last week and I still feel it. You know, you really feel it when your loved ones go through difficult times. So, I think that's 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 the most important thing is to just be who you are unapologetically. Unapologetically true to you is the way to live this life. Let's see if we've got some voicemails. I think we do. If you guys want to call in, call me at 513-916-0930. Leave me a voicemail. I will play it on the podcast and don't forget, you guys, our sponsor for this week, our amazing sponsor, Mudwater. I'll give some more information before we sign off after we listen to a couple of these voicemails. But this, sh- I live by this shit. I swear by this shit. It's not shit. It's amazing. It, it, this one specifically, it tastes like Christmas. It tastes like the holidays. Masala chai, cacao, lion's mane, cordyceps, chaga, rishi, cinnamon, turmeric, and sea salt. I, it helps me so much coffee gives me so much stress and jitters especially if it's non-organic and this is organic so do what you need to do to to live a healthy lifestyle and and find ways to implement things into your life so that you can be your truest self that's the goal motherfuckers okay let me get some of these um voicemails here and try oh oh maybe it didn't work because he's fucked it up it's definitely not my fault okay here we go hello jesse may this is don jory again um i have another question for dr peluso uh this one uh is a little more serious um i it's a little more real i know you like the real stuff uh i have uh allergies and i have many different uh chemical imbalances uh many things wrong with me um so I've been doing open mic stand-up, and, um, and I've found that in order to reach uh, a, a decent level of humor, I kind of have to loft myself on a, a geyser of uh, different effects. <laughs> I have to take allergy medicine, and in order to have the energy, you know, I need a decent amount of caffeine or sugar, you know, something to give me energy. Um, so my question to you is, um, is it hard to find drugs 
as a, you know, I don't know. I guess uh, I didn't really have a question. I was just kind of, uh, the geyser thing was really the joke. Yeah, okay. Never mind. I'm going to think about it. Uh, I'll call you back. Bye-bye. Okay, so I guess Don Don has called about three times, I think, here. Maybe he just had an issue before. Um, first of all, Don, it sounds like you're trying to get me to convince you to do some acid before you do your stand-up and live your truth, do what you need to do. But if you need substances to get the balls to do stand-up, you're not meant for stand-up or anything in life. You know, um, that's not to say that we don't indulge and have like a beer and a shot or something like that. But my best performances are when I'm more sober, when I'm clearer, when I'm in the moment, a lot of comedians do enjoy and indulge here and there. But if you need allergy medicine and coffee and all that other shit, I mean that first of all, let's forget needing the energy for the performance. Let's talk about what that's doing to your body. Cause if you're and I don't know where you're doing an open mic during this time, but God bless. But the amount of open mics you need to do in order to get to the point of being a professional comedian or even at my place in, in my career, like I'm, this is all I do for work and it's taken years, like almost 20 years to get where I'm at. Can you imagine how my liver and body would be if I followed your pre-show routine? So I think you might want to figure that part out. But aside from that, you know, Stand-up is about speaking your truth and finding what makes you tick and things that make you unique. So focus on that instead of the coffee. And then, you know, you can't, you have to realize you can't avoid the bombing. You can't avoid the pain that is associated with stand-up. It sounds like you're trying to, you're trying to create a scenario where you're not really connected and that's the opposite of what stand-up is. You want to connect. So take away all the bullshit. Don't be scared. Don't be a chicken shit. And just go do stand-up sober. And do it sober for as long as you can. And and find who you really are through that process. It's not easy. It's really, really not easy. Um, let's see. Uh, we got another one. Good luck, bud. Hey, Desmay, it's Will from Dark Days in Vegas on Instagram. I was basically, as a newer fan, I was basically just wondering, um, you know, how you got your start, who your influences are, and whatnot. Okay, so he wants to know how I got my start. Uh, I worked with people who told me I was funny back when I was like 19, which is almost 20 years ago. I know I look so good. I honestly... Um, was just a was just a smart ass. I talked a lot of shit and I put that to use. You know, it's all about knowing what you're good at and finding a way to fucking exploit it. Finding a way to make it into something you can do as a living. Not just something you're good at, but also something you actually love. You guys impressed at how quickly I put that bun up? I just whipped up a bun so fast you wouldn't even fucking believe it. But yeah, uh, you, you have to find out what you're good at and what you love and, and stick with that. My influences, Robin Williams, Eddie Murphy, uh, Richard Pryor, George Carlin, jo- Joan Rivers, Jim Carrey, uh, God, John Candy, John Goodman, Steve Martin, 
the, the entire Saturday Night Live cast, also like Will Ferrell and, and Chris Kattan, um, uh, gosh, uh, Wanda Sykes. There's so many comedians I've been inspired by and, and who have not so much influences influenced me, but allowed me to know that this was something I could do for a, a living. You know, I think it's important to be inspired and obviously art is, it's all influenced by someone before every single thing that's created could not have been created without other people. So I fully am aware that those, those great comedians have influenced me for sure. But thank you. Thank you for your message. Let's see. Got another way. Um, Hey, um, so I heard you today on the Ryan Slicker show. I totally said his last name wrong. Uh, Stickler. (laughs) I don't know. Well, I've been just having this really self-awareness time in my life. I guess I'm going to be hitting 30. And... um, on the podcast, I listened to you say that um, you dated guys, and it's kind of like these toxic relationships. And you, at the end of it, you kind of question, "What's wrong with me?" But it's really, you know, like you're choosing the wrong guys. And so that's basically what's happening to me. Um. I really fell hard for this one guy, and what really sucks is just the, the sex was so amazing, and he has, like, a really nice penis, but, like, <laughs> a really nice penis, and he was just a manipulator. I mean, like, he's a cop, so he kind of knows how to talk to people. Um, he got really inside my head, and now, you know, he he just... He just kind of ditched me, and I just want to know if that's happened to you, where you met this guy, met guys who are really great in the sack, and you, I guess, confuse that with love. Um, is that like something that has to do with because you don't think of yourself as much, and the only way that you can hook up? or hook a guy is with that to not really look at a person um, and say, oh, this is a nice guy because I find it where if I meet a really nice guy, I end up not liking him. And I really like the assholes that treat me like shit. And I really get turned off by guys that are nice to me and genuine. And I know that they'll probably treat me right. Um, so I just wanted to know if you've been through the same thing. Um, yeah, just let me know. And I just want to say that I really am a big fan. And I really love what you're doing. And I'm glad that you're doing it because um, it makes me feel like I'm not the only one. So I hope I hear myself on the podcast. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Wow. First of all, thank you for being so open with me about what you're going through. And I totally 
have been in the same position. Almost every single woman has been in the same position and men too. We all date assholes. We date the quality of a person we think we deserve. Who we allow into our life is is intrinsically representative of what we think we're worth. And it's okay. Look, I want you to know it's completely normal to go through a phase and it better be a fucking phase when you are with people who are below your quality grade. But sometimes it takes us a while to realize our worth. And the only way you can realize your worth is with some self-work, excavation. I talk about excavation all the time. I talk about doing self-work and self-care all the time. And it's the most important thing, the most important thing, because it really, it's rooted in my belief that you cannot love someone else until you love yourself. And once you learn how to love yourself, you won't need the love of another person. And that's when love walks into your life and you receive it, not because you need it, but because you want it and you know you deserve it. And and the other important thing that I've been taught and have learned through therapy and working with a personal coach is the value and the value of your relationship with loss. So much of our life, we live in the patterns the patterns of behavior we have basically represent our fear of letting go. We do a lot of things that are unhealthy because we're afraid to lose things. When all we're doing every day is losing, we're losing something every single day and people have a hard time with loss. They have a hard time realizing that, you know, they're not going to be with the same person or their marriage is going to fail or, their job won't be around or there's always a fear of losing something. And that's the worst reason to get into any scenario. You You can't make a clear decision from a place of fear. Now, fear can be a useful survival mechanism and tool, but when it comes to love, nope. When it comes to love, absolutely not. Unless you're fearful of your person because they're crazy and you need to get a restraining order, boom, been there. Then you got to trust your fear. But if it's you're afraid to lose somebody, if you don't let that crazy person go because you're afraid you're not going to get anything better, that's when you have to start questioning yourself. But once you start questioning yourself, you're already there. I'm not sure what your name was. I think you might have kept it uh, anonymous, but you're, you're on the right path. Once you start questioning these things that you've questioned, you're already in a self-awareness stage, which is such an important stage to be in because it's, it's what leads you into really working on yourself, really diving deep and seeing what your issues are. You know, my therapist and coach Breck Costin always talks about your core issues and your you know, your, your, your core problems and what causes the main issue in your life will show up in every aspect of your life. And you also have to learn what your core communications are. And these are things I'll have Breck explain when I have him on, but basically it's, it's who we are and who we think we are are two different things. And those muddy the waters of all of our relationships. And once you really learn where you're coming from, what your triggers are and how you've processed or have not processed your trauma because we all experience trauma. Once you start to digest all of that and unpack it, well, unpack it and then digest it, you really start to live lighter because you've let go of things that were holding you back. 
And I think you asking, you know, why are you always dating assholes? Because you're an asshole. I say that all the time. You're the asshole to yourself because you think that's what you deserve. And that's okay. It's okay. Right? You're okay and you're not. And you should be okay with that because you can get better. You've already recognized, wait, why am I dating? Look, you already know. A manipulative cop. And this is not a thing against cops. This is a thing, thing against people who are manipulators. And you know what? Go ahead. Do your thing. I have empathy for every single human being on this earth because we all come from some form of tragedy. Even our, the very nature of our birth is, is a tragic event to the mother we're coming from. So, you know, I, I am, I'm very understanding you know, that's probably why I've been in a couple relationships where people are manipulative and I'm, and I'm understanding. I'm like, oh, they need help. You also have to realize your intention. Do you want to fix people? Do you want to be fixed or do you want to have a healthy relationship? Because those are three different things. And you have to really manage how you're going into a relationship. You know, I've always been the, the fixer. I've always been the one to fix dudes. I always, you know, I'm like a car wash for men. They come through my shop and they leave shiny and new and some other bitch gets to drive them. I'm going to start a service. Okay. I'm going to start a service. Send me your, (laughs) send me your broken ass dudes and I will fix them. I'm like, good luck, Chuck. But no more. I'm not doing that anymore because I know my worth. I've, and you know what has given me the microscopic view of my worth losing, losing things, losing my dad, you know, being in an unhealthy relationship and having to get a restraining order, you know, having to lose my virginity to rape, having been, uh, you know, mistreated and abused by men as a child. There are things that are lost along the way that humble a person. And I've learned through those losses that I can survive through them. Letting go allows space. And space is the most important thing for a human. Space. Space in your relationship. Your, the space you're in. Your environment. Your head space. Space within your soul. And also what you're putting out into space. All of these things are so important for healing. And... um my sweet fan who, whose name I don't know, you are in the right space. You're in the right head space for some growth and you're dating an asshole because you don't think you deserve a good person. And I'm here to tell you, Dr. Peluso is here to tell you, you deserve a good person, but you have to become a good person first. You have to learn how to love yourself first. And let me tell you, this shit's not going to be easy. You have to break the old Jew and breaking hurts. That's why they call it breaking. You need to break your old habits, patterns, and behaviors before you become the person you don't want to be. Break it all. You've got to break it and you've got to lose yourself. You've got to lose the old you. In order to become, you know, a better version, a healthier version, and a more well-rounded version, you've got to lose the old one. That's going to be fucking painful. Growth is painful. Growth is excruciating. Good growth is fucking excruciating. And it doesn't take overnight. It can be months. And sometimes you'll have a couple months of growing pains. That's why they call it growing pains. And then you'll coast for a while. And then a day might hit where you're like, fuck. And then you're down for a day, but you're back. And then you're coasting. And then you have months of growing pains. And then you're coasting for just a day and you're back. It's a fluctuating process. 
But once you start to retain the things that help you grow and let go of the things that make you slow, you will start to become the person you're meant to be. And that's where I'm at in my life. I, I just started to reread, um, uh, what is it? Paulo Coelho's, is it The Alchemist? Is that what it is? I believe that's what the book is. It's a classic. And I just started to reread it because I'm in, I'm in the same, yeah, it's The Alchemist. It's by Paulo Coelho, Coelho, Coelho. I can't pronounce his name, but you guys know the book. If you know the book and you're a reader and a nerd, honestly, it's about recognizing your your purpose and in becoming the higher self you need to vibrate higher and in the process is going to be difficult and there's no right way to do it but there is a healthy way to do it and you know I'm like it's just like Erica Badu she talks about the five doctors five or six doctors you got to visit every day doctor spirit whatever your faith or religion is or beliefs you have to do that Dr. Sun, get out and get some sun. Dr. Nutrition, Dr. Sleep. And I think like maybe it's like Dr. Greens as far as like nutrition. I might have fudged it up a little bit, but she talks about it. And it's it's an honest statement and it's the way you should start your journey is what you put in needs to be healthy so that what you put out is healthy. So start to start to break yourself down, girl. We all need a little bit of breakdown to have a breakthrough from, from my coach's lips to your ears. You cannot have a breakthrough without a breakdown and it's painful and it's gross and it's ugly, but look at all the beautiful stuff that literally comes from shit. Flowers grow from shit. Food grows from shit. So you got to get into the shit in order to become who you're meant to be and grow away from dating assholes. No more assholes. You guys know that. No more for me. Brad Pitt. <laughs> Brad motherfucking Pitt. Well, we've already gone over our normal time. I, I don't want to keep you guys too long. We'll have some more voicemails for next week. I have a whole bunch on the phone. And don't forget, you guys, check out the Patreon page. We have so many amazing um, videos that are going to be coming out. I appreciate your patience while I had to deal with my personal stuff. And I know it's been a couple weeks and I apologize, but I really am grateful for you and thank you for understanding and share the podcast. Let your friends know about the podcast. If you want to call in uh, 516-513-916-0930 to leave me a message and I'll play it on the podcast. Also, don't forget, we are giving you guys 15% off your order at Mudwater. You just have to go to mudwater.com forward slash sharp tongue for 15% off. Use code sharp tongue at the checkout. And like I said, I stumbled upon this product when I was sick of what coffee was doing to me, making me jittery in Mudwater. Like I, it's, it's almost empty. <laughs> I go through this like, I go through this like it's water. It's such a great alternative. They literally, there's, like I said, those those medicinal mushrooms, the lion manes, the cord cordyceps, lion's mane, cordyceps, chaga, reishi, along with like all these other ingredients that are so good for you. Cinnamon is a really good alternative to sugar or having like cravings of wanting something sweet. Turmeric I use every day. It's an amazing anti-inflammatory. Sea salt has 
essential minerals in it for you. So don't use any of that other trashy salt. Sea salt is like one of the best salts you can use. There, it's just such a great product. And I, I honestly stand by it. It's 100% organic. It's vegan. It's vegan and gluten-free. Um, and they also have great recipes. Just go to mudwater.com forward slash sharp tongue. 15% off using code sharp tongue. Thank you guys so much. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash Jesse May Peluso. We'll have Weeds Day every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard now. We just moved the time back a bit. And what else is going on? Bam, send me your Bam suggestions, Jesse May Peluso at comedy, Jesse May Peluso comedy at gmail.com. Thank you for your patience with me because my brain is still fried from the mushrooms. My mother almost um, passing on and my Netflix recording. I I didn't want to say almost passing on because I'm still holding out. Please send your positive energy and your positive thoughts. She is doing a little bit better every single day. She's not out of the woods where the fucking little red riding hood went. Every, nothing good happens in the woods. So we got to get Nancy out of there. I told that doctor. When I needed some spirit in there and love in my mom's room, I also told that doctor, I said, listen, she needs spirit and love, but can you also go tell that skinny little bitch to get the hell out of that bed and get back home because we it's sweater weather and we need to drink some boxed wine and go day drinking and shopping at Marshall's. And he said, I will do that. So if you have, if your mom is still with you and you have her near you, hug her. If she's far away, call her, tell her you love her record yourself with her do whatever you can to learn more about her learn as much as you can about your parents and your loved ones while they're here trust me say everything you want to say do not be afraid to be vulnerable and live unapologetically this life is short it's brutal but on the other side of the brutality there is beauty know that you deserve more that you are worthy and that you have something to contribute find out what it is that you're good at and learn how to contribute and make that something that you strive for every single day and love is powerful and love is strong and I thank you guys for sending your love for my mom I have been reading your messages they have literally kept me from swimming in the deep end and putting on some concrete shoes and walking out to the fucking ocean no I'm not that bad I joke, I kid, but I seriously thank you guys for your support and we're doing it. You know, I I got life beat me down a little bit, but I am back up and slowly recuperating from the emotional duress while my mom is slowly recuperating from her physical duress. So thank you so, so much. Live your life. Life is short. Live your truth. Don't be afraid to be you motherfuckers and stop dating assholes. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.